on Hello, April Lopino, Vice President of Human Resources, also Keeley Life Leader, here to welcome you to this section of Keeley Life Podcast. These podcasts are designed to have conversations surrounding our mission of sustaining a culture of health and well-being for all Keeleyans and their families, as well as supporting our pillars of HEAL, where we focus on mental health, physical fitness, nutritional habits, and financial well-being. This is where we take a deep dive in discussing the total well-being of each and every one of our Keelians and how we make a path to a better version of themselves. We want to take this opportunity to provide resources to all. So please sit back and enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Keely Life, focused on mental wellness today. I'm joined by Brian Bauer. Hopefully you guys have heard Brian talk before, a wonderful resource that we have here. And we are talking about seasonal affective disorder. I'm going to jump right in. Welcome, Brian. I'm glad to have your time um, today as well. Thanks so much. Excited to be helping you with this. Great. Well, I'm going to jump right in and ask, what is seasonal affective disorder? That's uh, a great question. A se- a seasonal affective disorder is also referred to as SAD, S-A-D. It's been, I think that's a very telling and fitting description for sure. Um, SAD at the end of the day is a type of depression, but this depression is a little different because it uh, is triggered by changing of the seasons. So typically uh, this is uh, when the fall, it starts in the fall and worsens over the, the winter months. Um, in my experience with SAD, I think a, a lot of people start feeling uh, this uh, before and right after the time change that we have. Um, the holidays, I think a lot of times will stress people out, but it, it may boost their mood a little bit. Um, but then comes January, February, March, uh, and April, and those months just drag on and on, especially here in St. Louis. Just cold, uh, gray days, and it never seems to end. So many of us feel the impact of the changing seasons, which isn't unusual. Uh, I know for sure I get more tired and low energy during that time frame. Um, and sometimes people feel a little blue, and, and some people will refer to that to that as the winter blues. So many of us have that. But that's not sad. Sad really is more that depression, that major depression. So believe it or not, uh, some people, uh, much fewer, will actually experience sad during the spring into the summer as well. So it's rare. Statistically, it's much lower. But um, a lot of people will have that depressive symptom start up in the spring and go into the uh, summer as well. So what, um, and and just, you know, maybe our listeners understand more, what is the difference between, you know, depression, like when you say you have depression versus a disorder, or is it the same? Yeah, depression is a disorder, um, and depression and seasonal affective disorder really is the same thing. I think the key difference is that seasonal affective disorder is triggered by the changing of the seasons. Um, so that 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 is why that th- that's the difference there. So th- so could it be where um, the length of of time that you're in that um, that depression is is less versus if it wasn't tied to sad? 
You know, it can be, but but again, uh, people that struggle with depression, they're going to be triggered. Their depressive episodes are unpredictable and they happen in all the different seasons or many different seasons. SAD sp specifically um, really, again, is triggered by the season. So when we talk about the symptoms of seasonal affective disorder, it really is the same list as what depression looks like. So it's feeling depressed uh, most of the day or nearly every day for a period of two weeks or longer. And it's having those symptoms of lost interest in activities that you used to enjoy, uh, low energy, difficulty concentrating, um, feelings of hopelessness and worthlessness, um, just feeling sluggish, agitated, irritable. Um, people will have problems sleeping and they'll have problems with their appetite. Um, and, and I think when we talk about those symptoms, um, those can look very different. So some people that have trouble sleeping, some people will sleep way too much and some people just don't sleep. They get insomnia or they'll sleep three or four hours at a time and then um, they, they can't go back to sleep. Uh, same thing with appetite. People will um, have, uh, uh, maybe they'll eat too much or they'll stop eating. Um, so those lists of depression and seasonal affective disorder really is the same thing. It's really the triggering event of the change of season that makes seasonal affective disorder different than major depression. Wow, thanks for that clarification. So how is SAD diagnosed? So like I mentioned brief, uh, just a few minutes ago briefly, winter blues um, is really, it hits about 10 to 20% of people in the U.S. Um, around 5% of adults in, U in the U.S. experience seasonal affective disorder. Um, now, the interesting thing about that is of that uh, population, 75% of the people that are diagnosed with seasonal affective disorder are female. Um, researchers really don't know why. Um, I have a couple hypotheses. One of them, I think that females are much more open and have better insight into their mood than males do typically. Um, so I think it gets reported a lot more. An official diagnosis about um, uh, seasonal affective disorder actually can come by visiting your primary care physician or a mental health professional. And uh, we wanted to probably include the primary care physician to rule out any potential uh, physical issues of thyroid being off or other health concerns that can cause depressive symptoms. So what we look for in diagnosing SAD is this. Number one, you have to have symptoms of major depression. Um, so the DSM has nine criteria that we just went over a few minutes ago about major depression. You have to have five or more of those um, for the day or almost daily for two plus weeks. If you have that, then the second thing we look for is, is the depressive episode occurring during specific seasons and has it occurred in at least two consecutive years. Now, saying that, some people with seasonal affective disorder can skip a season actually. 
but we look at the history to see if there's been several falls or springs that this has happened. And then the third area we look at is if there, if there have been depressed episodes, are they more frequent in those seasons versus other seasons of the year? So that's the way we look at diagnosing seasonal affective disorder. And and I know this may sound like a, a repetitive question. So when we, we, we've talked about, you know, the seasons, right, cause this on. Mm -hmm. But is there like what specifically, you know, why is it tied to when the season changes or could it be also tied to, you know, holidays or or some. And, and I know this is the, the seasonal yeah. uh, sort of yeah. but just trying to pull together like what you know, what's the onset that really creates us to go down that avenue? Sure, sure. In April, the, the cause of seasonal affective disorders is really interesting. And, and it's really good that the question that you asked, because a lot of people do struggle with the holidays. Um, uh, you know, the, the most, the busiest month of the year for a counselor is December, November and December. And I think it does have a lot to do with the holidays and the stress that that causes. As far as what causes SAD, it, it really is that triggering event of the change of the season. So a person's biological clock really gets off. So their circadian rhythm is disrupted. Um, so we go through different rhythms throughout the day. They're called ultradian rhythms. They're shorter rhythms of 90 to 120 minutes where we need to break up our day to sustain our energy level. A circadian rhythm is the 24-hour cycle that we go through physically, mentally, and behaviorally. And with the time change and less daylight, it plays a major impact in altering our circadian rhythm. Now, less daylight can also lead to reduced serotonin in the brain, and that drives up depressive symptoms. Less daylight also increases melatonin, which increases our sleepiness, or our tiredness, or being fatigued. Lower vitamin D because of the uh, less daylight is also a potential contributor because researchers think that vitamin D or lower vitamin D levels impacts the serotonin as well. So that's chemically what's going on in, in our body when uh, somebody does have seasonal affective disorder. Um, other factors are living farther north, um, so shorter days, colder days, less light. Um, family history um, of having a different mental health diagnosis. If a person does have major depressive disorder or bipolar, they're much more um, uh, apt to having seasonal affective disorder as well. Um, people that struggle with ADHD, anxiety, panic, eating disorders, there's other disorders that will um, have the propensity for someone to experience seasonal affective disorder. Now, when, when you say the change of the seasons, does it have to do with, you know, like the, the weather, right? It's not like, oh, we're moving from fall to winter. Winter. It's all the aspects that lead into that, this, the season moving from one to the other, would you say? Yes, absolutely correct. <laughs> so, and sorry, sorry for um, some basic questions, just trying to, you know. No, it's awesome. I think you're great questions. Yeah. <laughs> 
So how can someone with SAD help their own symptoms? You know, is there a specific treatment or is there anything we can do personally ourselves to help? Absolutely. Absolutely. We can. So there's a thing called phototherapy. Um, some people will call it light therapy. And this is where you order a specific what they call a light box or a lamp. Um, this light box or lamp is about 20 times brighter than normal lights. And a person will sit in front of that, um, really depending upon the strength of the light box or lamp. Um, there's a lot of directions that go along with that. Typically, the person's going to want to do that in the morning. Um, some lamps will tell you to do it 15 to 20 or 15 to 30 minutes. Others will tell you that you need to do it 30 to 45 minutes. It's really where you sit in front of it. You allow that powerful light to saturate you. Um, there really needs to be specific research on your part. And uh, when if you decide to try something like that, and you need to follow the direction. So don't do what I do, just get it out of the box. And you know, I get things at home, I get it out of the box and I figure it out. You wanna read the directions on this because there are different directions that go along with the phototherapy. Um, the second thing is doing talk therapy. You know, that's why you guys have us for an EAP, talk to a counselor, um, do some cognitive behavioral therapy with a counselor one-on-one, -on -one, and that often is very helpful to lessen symptoms of seasonal affective disorder. Um, counselor really can encourage you to find the solutions to your problems, help you find better coping skills, Talk therapy really can be very therapeutic as far as, as getting that out. Medications is the third option. If SAD really is impacting your functioning or your relationships in a negative way, talking to a counselor can help you see if maybe you need to talk to a doctor about an antidepressant. Doctor can be really important as well if, if the vitamin D is lower. So. Um, often the vitamin D uh, talked, I talked about it a few minutes ago is in, is connected with the serotonin levels that can be helped. Now, a lot of times people will ask me along with this is can seasonal affective disorder be prevented? And I, I think there, there's something important there. I work with a lot of my long-term clients in September, we get a running start at October and November. We make sure that they're, um, they're, coping skills are in place, we make sure their support systems are intact, and we really ramp up. And often people are able to get through that seasonal affective disorder much, um, uh, much more uh, health in a healthier manner for sure, and uh, to lessen the symptoms and the impact in their life. Brian, you just touched on a whole lot of things. And even my <laughs> next question I was going to I appreciate that. Is there anything else beneficial to our listeners that you'd like to add outside of what we've already spoke on? Yeah, again, number one, uh, this is why Al gives you all the EAP. It's short-term solution-focused counseling. It's 100% free and it's 100% confidential. So it is not unusual for many of us to feel down, those winter blues. Other people are gonna have more of a, uh, a full diagnosis of seasonal affective disorder. Call us, let us help you through that, that time. 
um, you want to mention this to the, your doctor if you have that doctor's appointment. If, if there's any thoughts about ending your life, if there's any thoughts of not wanting to be here, if there's any of that hopelessness, you really need to reach out during those times and, and allow us to be able to assist you to get you the assistance during that time and the support that you need. So, um, you know, th there's a lot of times people will call us and we'll do a quick phone consultation and we can make some suggestions to that person. And there's other times where they're going to want to come in and do several therapy sessions. So utilize us and uh, just give us the chance to be able to help you through that if, if you struggle with the seasonal affective disorder or any other issue that you might be dealing with over this uh, winter. I appreciate that, Brian. And some of our listeners may be those outside of Keeley. And so most organizations, um, you know, have a employee assistant program set up. If not, there are, you know, other resources that you can connect with too, Brian, right? Do, don't they have a, a hotline that folks can call confidentially to talk with someone as well? Um, I mean, I am willing to take a call from anyone. They don't have to be a Keelian if they are going through something. Uh, they definitely can reach out and happy to be, you know, just an ear to listen to. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're here to help. Use your causative coping skills, whether that's somebody at your church or your synagogue or a neighbor or a family member or your HR, <laughs> whoever it is. Yes. Use those positive supports. No, that is great. Well, I do appreciate your time, Brian. Always a pleasure to talk with you and, and pick your brain on some of these really important uh, topics that we all face. So appreciate it. Hope you have um, a great day. And until next time, stay healthy, Keelians.